Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. This is the Java Men Fighting Illini podcast. It's Wednesday, November 30th. This is Suds. We got a great crew tonight. We did take some time off. We, we had to take a week off after going to Vegas. We had to recover a little bit. Tonight, I got Mr. P, Matt Perenni with me. I got Scott Spinney, the doc. And I got Pat Etchingham, also known as Etch, joining us for his first podcast. Boys, what's going on? How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, guys. Feeling good? Feeling good. Finally recovered so, from Vegas. <laughs> we finally recovered from Vegas. We had to... I, we put it out. It was also Thanksgiving last week, so it was hard to get together. But I think everybody just wanted a week off after the festivities that occurred in Vegas. So, Etch, I'm going to start with you since this is your first podcast with the Java Men. I'm I'm pumped to have you on board tonight. And you know how we started. I, I want to hear from you. What does it mean to be a Java Man? I, I want your Java Man story. <laughs> Sure, and it, it's good. It's good to be here, and it's good to see you guys. And I'm glad to see that you made it home from Vegas, and that you're all in your homes, which is <laughs> another accomplishment. Um, so, so a couple things when I think about what it means to be a Java man, it starts with a Fighting Illini fandom. Starts for me like it does for most people. The 0405 team national championship. It was the first time I really paid attention to them. Then. Being at U of I from 06 to 2010, I was at the game where um, Eric Gordon and Kelvin Sampson were at U of I. It was February of 2008. I looked it up before we uh, jumped on. <laughs> and it was the loudest I've ever heard, like a stadium. Just animosity towards Kelvin Sampson, animosity towards Eric Gordon. And um, Edge, what year was that again? That was 08. So our sophomore. Oh, so our sophomore year. Yeah, we had a yeah, bit. I, Illinois was bad that year too. Oh man, I think I totally forgot about the whole Eric Gordon scandal. Oh yeah, big, big one. I mean, <laughs> that that was like the same year with Derrick Rose, so it could have been Derrick Rose oh, yeah. and that's right, Eric Gordon. But so that that was where like I I I realized the line I basketball was really at a different level in person. Um, and I'm, I'm hooked, I'm hooked and we're sitting here today, but where the Java man comes in is I think I go back to Panama city beach, spring break, 2010, senior year of college. This group was in Panama city after spending the whole day drinking down at the beach or at a bar, we would get back to our condo, fill up a pot of coffee all the way to the top of whatever cheap, like <laughs> barely a step above instant coffee they had. <laughs> make it as black as can be and basically just drink that whole pot of coffee at least one ripping cigarettes stoops that's where lag Stoops. started calling us the stooby brothers um and the stooby brothers kind of you know evolved into the java men we got older the brothers became men but it, it encompassed all java men encompassed all of the illinois basketball fans illinois football fans so io underwood Elama have picked up Illinois tradition, but I think it goes all the way back to Whitman. He was really the catalyst behind bringing the Java men back together and restoring, you know, our pride and, and setting sales for, for the group. So um, that's, that's the Java men for me. 
the the Stewie Brothers was a play on the Doobie Brothers, right? That's right. I, I, <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So we we've now. I think you were the last member of the Java Men Edge to join the podcast. Now we could ask the question: Who actually came up with the nickname, the Java Men? Was that you, Etch? You and Biasco? Or, or P? Did you play a role in that? I I think you're selling yourself short. I I think that everything Etch said evolved into us ripping coffee and being Illini fans. But I I, I really think that it was driving down to the Big Ten. <laughs> championship with your <laughs> with your dad just driving down 65 with a big cup of coffee and uh you know we were excited That's right, had a couple of rums and we called ourselves java men and we titled everyone who who uh up to that point had saw the world the way that we saw it uh we we labeled them java men and now you have 12 finely printed Java Men mugs I sitting in here. I'm drinking, I'm, I'm drinking a nice rum out of one right now. Awesome, awesome. Well done, Edge. Well done. Well, we love that you're here with us tonight uh, for your first episode of, of many more to come. So we got a, a great segment list, and here's where we're going to start, and how could we not with Jim Beheim's ship sinking last night <laughs> in front of the world to it's see. washed. Yeah. The Illini 29-point victory over Syracuse. Who wants to lead us off? Thanks for the tune-up, Jim. <laughs> Thanks for the tune-up. You know, if if we want – this point in the season, we, we actually, you know, we're, we're trying to get ready for the Big Ten play because it actually is – good basketball despite what you think and um yeah we would have appreciated more of a fight uh next year we'll try to schedule you early in between rio grand valley and and lindenwood <laughs> <laughs> now did i hear on the broadcast fran fashilla by the way on the call last night that was like his third game calling the line i guess he's like a big 10 guy for yes was he ES- in vegas yeah back? he was in vegas he called the game in vegas well right? uh Jube said he saw uh, Fran in person. Yeah. In oh, we saw him there. in the Park MGM Wait. Casino. Did we not? Oh, I thought that was Goodman. You guys saw Fran, too? We saw Fran. No, wait. No, yeah, you're right. We saw Goodman. A lot of rums. A lot yeah, of rums. Yeah, Fran was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we were we had a lot of rums, especially, you know, when you're at the tables drinking for free. But I, were they saying on the broadcast, though, last night, did you hear that Syracuse is not a user of the portal? Yeah, they said that. I I, I did hear that. Isn't that and then crazy? I think tweeted about yeah. that. Hey Jim, hey Jim. More time in the transfer portal, less time reminiscing about two thousand four and calling yourself <laughs> some powerhouse. Yeah, you know? that that I kept thinking, and that, I I agree, P. And I just kept thinking, like, poor Jim, poor Jim is he looks like way older than Underwood, and Underwood's not a spring chicken. He dyes his hair. You know, he's got it combed really nice and he wears like the young kid sneakers. But Beheim just looks old. And I'm I'm not an age I'm not ageist. But he's old. His program yeah. plays old. They oh, run a man. zone. They they don't have the athletes. They don't have their length. They don't get transfers. They're 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 like playing how Beheim looks. They're recruiting how Beheim looks. They get the transfer they don't get transfers. So I think it I think it was a good like microcosm of where 
Illinois is going. It showed. It showed. They're with the times. You know, they're with the times. I mean, their transfers totally. were awesome. The freshmen were awesome. Yeah. Um, Virginia's Jim's, taking uh, over the class of the ACC and sort of the old ACC, you know, Louisville, Syracuse teams are, I, I don't, you know, they're like Rutgers, or not Rutgers, I'm sorry, Nebraska level in the Big Ten. Nebby's level. <laughs> yeah. Who would win, who would win um, Nebraska or Syracuse at this point? <laughs> I, I think Nebraska. <laughs> honestly, so, so I tweeted this from the Javaman account last night. We, we won by 30. And I literally, for like 30 minutes, all I could think about is how shitty we were playing the whole game. It, it was incredible. It, I, I was I was thinking about how bad we were playing, and then I, the other thing I was thinking the whole time was like, how how is Bayheim still running a 2-3 zone, or whatever it is, a 1-2-2 zone? And it's just incredible to me that he's still trying to run it in 2022. Yeah, He's 78, well, so... Um... I, I, I'd feel bad for him if if not for his comment. You know, <laughs> I, if it was if it was um, Coach K saying that, you know, I tuck my tail between my legs and just shut up. But Jim, it, you, Jim, the, Jim, the last time you were relevant was like 2004, bro. <laughs> you can you can find a couple other reasons to not feel bad for him. If you, if you I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. No. We can so we can leave that so for for those that you guys that did not hear Beheim's quote about the Big Ten, we're gonna play that right now. And then Doc, I I want to get your thoughts on what Beheim was saying about our conference. We'll play it here now. At the end of the day, you play for the tournament. That's what you play for. Simple. You you can say all you want about the Big Ten. They sucked in the tournament. So to me, that's what they did. Um, you know, I don't care what they did in the regular season. They beat them out. They beat themselves. They're, all their wins were in their lead. But you can't play in the tournament, then you're not good. I don't. You know, some people write the tournament off like, well, it's just one game or two. No, it isn't. That's what you play for. That's what you play for to get in the tournament and to win in the tournament. And if you don't do that, then you're you're not good. Well, it, it was definitely like a what's that Clint Eastwood movie where he's the old man on on the porch and he's out of touch. I mean, if he he's seventy eight, the fact that he's not getting using the portal is is um I I can't I honestly can't believe that. I I don't see how they recover from where they're at right now because I've never seen their team look this bad. I think the guys on the halftime anchor crew were just stunned at how they could not score, but they continue to put those same guys out there and not play other guys. Um, so really, really bad team. I can't see them winning much games, many games in their conference. Their conference has a handful of, of good teams, but it's not comparable to the Big Ten in terms of, of the depth of the league. I think his point was, hey, you guys aren't winning, having success in the NCAA. Okay, that means you're not good because you're just beating yourselves during – the regular seasons. Well, they got nine teams, the Big Ten did, into the NCAA tournament last year, right? And so, you know, that itself, I think, is proof that there's quality within the league. Do they have to perform better in the tournament? Absolutely. So I, I understand where he's um, coming from, but to, but to you know, m- conclude that I, I is a convenient conclusion for him when I think the team he has is um, struggling. I think it's probably more about that than 
you know, his real point of view on, yeah. on the Big Ten, to be honest. When your team is struggling, when your program is struggling, it's easy to hide behind, like, the conference banner, right? Because the ACC obviously has great teams. Virginia um, right now, North Carolina, Duke. So it's, e- it's easy to hide behind that. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> Jim, your team sucks. <laughs> And even when, and just if we're sticking on Syracuse, when they've had success in recent years, when they've made some tournament runs, it's been surprise runs on, you know, coming from bubble teams that barely got into the tournament. So it's been a long time since they've been, you know, sitting atop that league in the ACC. Like they haven't been good for a long time that going to the sweet 16 is great, but they haven't put together, you know, a really good season and in a long time. And I couldn't believe how bad they were. Last night they looked they terrible. Were bad. It, they they were bad. It was it was a good game for us to give Hawkins a little more uh, confidence clearly and uh, <laughs> a, triple a double tune up. Yeah, a good tune triple up. Does. A good tune up for the boys. So thank you, Jim. Edge, who was the captain of the ship last night for the Illini? I'm so Hawkins. You know, it, it's happened now five times a triple double by an Illini player. I got two. Um, Hawkins is the easy one. What, what I think, what, why I'm just going to stick with Hawkins on that. He, he can make it look so easy. Like when he, I didn't want, admittedly did not watch the beginning of the game. Um, and I, I didn't watch much of the first half. So I watched when they started really rolling in, um, in the second half. And he, he makes it look so easy. If he's, like, playing that, like, point forward, top of the key, free throw line game against the zone, he can do it in man, too. But where he's the facilitator, he, he can be he, – he's going to captain a lot of games. And, and last night he was, like – I missed the first half, but last night in the second half he was he was captain. The crazy thing about Hawkins' performance yesterday – was he had 15 10 and 10 it's like awesome stat line i mean he was great he but it, it almost felt like there is some there was probably a lot of points left on the table but maybe that was because he was facilitating but it just seemed like to me he, he could have put that game out of reach a little earlier he, he was getting the ball in the first half he he was literally like five feet from the basket and he all he needed to do was turn around and put the ball in the basket one- and I, I don't know, if, I mean, maybe he was trying to get his teammates involved. And again, I, I don't want to harp on Hawkins because he had an, a phenomenal game. But there was there was a little more meat on the bones for sure. <laughs> I, and I, I think I think that's a credit to Jim's defense and his talent that he's recruiting over there. But it also shows how, how bad we played just because everyone else was so off. <laughs> that, yeah, you for know, sure. up, up to this game, it's been anyone else that has stepped up and carried the team. And it was like odd to see Hawkins carry the load last night. Yeah. I'll go. Who's I, walking um, the, I, Oh, who's walking? Who you got. Who's walking the plank? Yeah. It's up to you. You could do captain or who's walking the plank. I'll, I'll take a captain. Um, I thought Shannon was really impressive. So he has two assists in the box score, but what's, Impresses, impressive about him is he he's willing to give it up it, like in any situation if he doesn't have yeah. the right shot like he's typically not forcing it and he does a pretty good job finding the open guy so he's not playing you know hero ball it doesn't seem like he's 
prioritizing draft stock or whatever. Like he knows the right thing to do and he's typically, you know, doing it. And I think, you know, if he's going to be the go-to guy, that's, that's, um, it's awesome to see because he, he, he feels like he knows the game. Yeah. Sh- Shannon's a beast, man. I, I think it, he reminds me of IO. He just has flashes of IO. I, obviously we saw IO play for three years, so it's a little different, but he's going to be the leader of this team. No doubt about it. And I'm, I'm pumped to see, I'm pumped to see him, him in big 10 play. No doubt about it. Um, so real quick, I got, I, I have my walk the plank and then we're going to get into our next segment. Uh, my walk the plank from last night and I think this is just some freshman growing pains, but Sky Clark for probably 10. had one oh. of his toughest games of the year. Was it o- over ten? Over ten. That's hard it to was do. Over ten, but you know what? <laughs> he still I, he didn't turn the ball over much. I, I don't know if he had any. T- I, I got to check the stat on that. I mean, as a team, I think we only had seven turnovers. So he didn't let that his shooting affect him. But it was a tough night shooting, and and if you have a, a bad night shooting, you don't want to do it against his own. But I love Sky Clark. I'm happy he got it out of the way because I think he was shooting 50 percent before from three before last night's game, and he's gonna just be he's gonna be a a guy that as a freshman I think you could count on to control a game, keep things in check, not turn the ball over, and even when he's not hitting his shots, how, how can I mean how good of a sign is it for the Illini that your point guard goes over ten from the field and you win by twenty nine <laughs> over a power five conference team? It's a good question That's, for Jim. I mean, that, yeah, good question for Jim. <laughs> yeah, that, that that might say more about Syracuse than it does yeah. for the Illini. Yeah, but. Lex, so we'll, Lex, we'll move Lex, on. Before we move on, can I do a quick? Can I do a quick? Uh, yeah, all right, Pete. What do you got? What do you got, Pete? I I, I got to tip the cap to the bench. It feels great. To 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 have a finally have a bench. It feels in the last couple of years Eps. it's been like, yeah, you knew where I was going. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going. Well, in Vegas it was sincere Harris. He was the spark plug off the bench. It was awesome. But um, uh, I I think I think last night the the star off the bench was obviously my boy Epps. Um, fifty percent from three, four for seven field goal. He's getting more and more minutes. He had 26 last night. Um, I it I feel like the last couple of years we haven't had that. You know, we haven't had much off the bench, and it's been like we just got to hold our breath when we're when we're giving our starters a breather. And um, I don't know. I feel a lot more confident this year in in our bench, and it showed. You know, not that last night was um, much in question, but. Uh, just good to see the bench playing well again. Yeah, yeah, they have guys that can Great come point. in and just fill it up, like you saw Epps do it. Danger didn't really do anything last night, but we've seen what he can do. Rogers, I think, is impressive. Didn't do a ton last night, but he's looked really yeah. good. Every so night, far. it's someone else. On the, on the, exactly, yeah. and on the broadcast, I I actually do like the Frank Mason comparison for for Epps. He 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 does remind me of him, and I think he has that potential like he's he he looks really really good um good to see all right boys we're gonna move on to our next segment everybody's favorite the castaways segment etch i'm gonna have you lead us off here give us a castaways update yeah so you 
the castaways, you know, I kind of think of there, there's like good castaways and bad castaways. I think typically we think about the bad castaways. Um, I, I think it, I, w- I was kind of putting terms to ideas and I was thinking of like old scoundrels. There's like Gentry who's with Gonzaga. He's a castaway. Antigua and Chin are with Kentucky. Yeah. They're castaways. Keep, you know, <laughs> keep an eye on them. Then there's, there's the young scoundrels. These are mostly like the decommits and, and the transfers that weren't amicable yeah. splits, like um, AJ Store, Reggie Bass, Antoine January, Javon Pickett, <laughs> Jeremiah Tillman. Um, Tillman, oh, that's from Mizzou, Tillman? Yeah. Jeremiah he, Tillman he from Mizzou, a, yeah. yeah. Former commit. Um, and then there's like, then there's the calmer seas castaways, guys, you know, Grandy, who, who somehow is. <laughs> Found his way onto Duke. Um, Ace, who we had really high hopes for, but it just it just wasn't going to happen at Illinois. Or BBV, who you know didn't do much, so he went and found calmer seas. And then then there's like you know the outcasts ways. There's there's Bello basically, yeah. and then there's a little bit of Ace in there too. Um, but so so thinking thinking of those guys like. There, there, you could find like stats on all these all these castaways online. So I'm just gonna highlight a couple. Everybody knows Io. Um, everybody knows Malcolm Hill. Um, Kendrick Nunn is another castaway. He's having a tough year on the Lakers, who who are not good. He's making um, a lot of money though. He's making yeah. a lot of money. Good for him. Um, yeah. But tr- so Trent, I I've, I looked up Trent before oh, before nice. the podcast. Trent is In Serbia. In Serbia, he's the leading wow. scorer on his team. Is he in, really? Yeah, FMP in the B-ball league of Serbia. So is that the, is that the top league? And not to put you on the spot, so <laughs> expert. Now is that the top league in it, Serbia? Yes, yeah. so it. From what I know, legs, which isn't anything, <laughs> it is the top. It is the top league in Serbia, and he's averaging 19 points a game. And I know what? for sure he's starting. 19? Um, wow. the same webs, it's like Eurobasket is the website yeah. I, I looked this up on and, and that leads to another castaway, Andres Felice. He's starting for, in the league, AB, ACB with some team by Barcelona starts along with Kyle Guy, famous, uh, oh, yeah. wow. famous From Virginia, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think Kyle Guy got drafted too, but, um, Felice, Felice is killing it. He goes 10, three and three, 10 points, three boards, three assists. Um, and then I'll, I'll turn it back to, um, the outcast away. So Curbelo, I think, I think Curbelo has done about as good as, as he can, he can do transferring from Illinois and and landing at St. John's. They have a cupcake schedule, but they, you know, beat Syracuse when they played Syracuse. And this was before Illinois, I think it was the game before Illinois for, uh, Syracuse was was St. John's. They they just looked. Both those teams are slow. Both those teams aren't you know athletic. They kind of looked like what you would expect a Big Ten team to look like playing against like an ACC team or an SEC team or like can't like that sort of lack of athleticism. But St. John's is now eight and zero. Their best win is Syracuse, and they have another castaway outside of Curbelo. Um, and I, J- Jubes eulogized Curbelo beautifully. So I <laughs> stores on that a- team, right? 
AJ Store, Spinny. AJ Store. And he's actually. He's, you guys are going deep for that. I didn't know AJ Store. He was What's a commit. He's going to be really good. Uh, right. And he, he's got 12 minutes a game, six points a game. So um, he's a castaway to keep an eye on for like a love that could have been, you know. Hold on, hold on, on though, Edge. He's on the Johnnies? Hold on, though, Edge. I, th- I think when they signed Store initially at Illinois, I was like, yeah, that he looks like he'd, he'd fit in, be a good player. But is there anyone on the current roster you'd that gets minutes you'd swap out for him? I think not Not on the current roster. I think he, he's like a, a poor man's version of Ty Rogers a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more of a guard. But So that's a good point. And that that's why Thanks. that's why when when – when we have a castaway, whether it's a scoundrel, whether it's a calmer seas <laughs> castaway, whether it's 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 an outcast away, we wish them nothing, nothing but the best of luck. <laughs> nothing. So. I mean, not only not only are most of these kids outside of Gentry, outside of Antigua, outside of Chin. By the way, Kentucky. I'm sorry, Gonzaga. Talking about Gentry. Gonzaga is down year over year big time since Gentry left. And I know Jubes and I are always harping on Underwood's got to figure out a little bit more of a set offense. But Gonzaga has gone from 2020, they averaged 91 points per game. Gentry wasn't there in 2020. In 2021, Gentry gets there, they average 87. So they're down four points a game. This year, 2022, they're down another four points a game to 83. He's he's an offensive He's responsible for offense. Is that Gentry's specialty? He, yeah, he's responsible for offense, and their offense is getting much worse. So tough, tough for Gentry, the castaway. We wish him the best of luck, and we do wish <laughs> we do wish all of them uh, the best of luck because you know at the end of the day, it's easier when when Underwood's just got this thing humming, and Whitman's got you know opening up the wallet, and so we we wish them the best of luck. Agreed. So credit credit where credit is due. The originator of the phrase "best of luck," Mister Patrick Etchingham. Nothing but joining the best. us for the pod tonight. <laughs> well done, Etch. Well done. Well done on the castaways. So one other thing that I wanted to point out from what you were saying. So Saint Johnny, Saint John's played Syracuse right before we did, and. Java Jubes texted me this on the side while the game was going on last night, but who do you guys think played the Coleman Hawkins role for St. John's against Syracuse? Where you put him in the middle of the zone. Was Bellow in the paint? Bellow was in the paint and Bellow dominated. Well, if he I gets he the ball in like there, it's it's dangerous, yeah. Yeah, it's game over. You think, yeah, Bellow five feet from the basket. We we saw it a lot the last couple of years. It's hard, P, it's hard, especially if you're catching the ball in the middle of the paint, it's hard to get that ball to be rolling back over half court line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed a lot of the Bellow talk at the on the first few podcasts, and I won't rehash it, but, you know, I, Bellow, Bellow is good. I am... S- I'm so glad he's not on Illinois. You know, I wish him the best of luck, but I'm so glad that that <laughs> Illinois moved on. It would be interesting to see how he fit on the team this year. He probably just, it, I think Sky. You look at Sky Clark, and it's I feel so much more comfortable just watching him with the ball. Yeah, like he's 
he's only a freshman, but he's I he's just much safer with the ball. He makes better decisions. Him and him and Epps are like they they just they play like they're they're juniors or seniors. They're they're always on balance. Yeah. They're never out of control. It it's really astounding. Like that two freshmen are gonna be the ball well, they haven't, handlers. They haven't looked flustered time. yet. No. In like any situation. Even though Sky can't shoot like last game, he's like that's not that's not ruining everything else. No, he just kept he just kept firing and didn't look uncomfortable, yeah, which, which is love. perfect. Sky's brother is also a castaway. <laughs> Bello is a perfect player for St. John. <laughs> perfect player for St. John. He's a great talent. Boomer bust. A lot of a uh, lot of errant uh, dribbles. <laughs> but he, you know he he'll, they'll probably they, they might get to the tournament and he he might do some things but um i i agree i i with etch i'm i like him i think he's good um for where this program's going uh i like all the pieces on this team a lot better even if they don't have you know there might be um you know i i don't know that's it's hard to say I don't want to say that no one has, I don't, not no one, but Sky Clark doesn't have his ceiling. But um, I'm willing to give up the ceiling that Curbelo has yeah. for like good team play. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Well. Well said, P. Well said. All right, boys. Next segment. We're moving on. Espionage from the crow's nest. Charting the mm. Big Ten open seas with the dock. <laughs> what do you got for me, Doc? I, I want to visit around the Big Ten. Let's take a tour. Let's take a tour around the league from from the Crows. Nest. you're right. We'll we'll chart the Big Ten op- open seas here. If you remember, we did um, a preseason ranking on our on our maiden episode a few weeks ago. We had predicted one, two, three finishers in the league. Right of uh, Illinois, one, Michigan, two, Indiana. Three was where was where we landed. Still feel good about that. Aside from, of course, Juwan's Wolverines. Hunter, if um, <laughs> Pete, can I get a Hunter? Where's Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> if if you saw, you know, because he he does um he does a show with you know Bohannon and and someone else. He's got like a legit show that that he's um yeah. he's part of. But on that show, if you remember, he predicted a twenty point W over Arizona State, oh, and then. Man. You know they proceeded to get wiped by the Sun Devils pretty badly in that <clears throat> in that game. So now they played Virginia. They played Virginia, you know, last evening in Ann Arbor and lost a really close one. Lost by two. That was a huge opportunity for the Wolverines to bounce back from an otherwise unimpressive campaign thus far early in the season. Right? Um, they. Got an overtime win at home, if you remember, versus Ohio, and really they don't have any quality wins this far. Anyways, they have votes. They have top twenty-five votes in the AP poll that came out Monday. They're not ranked to be clear, but they they do have votes. But it's wild to me that they they have any votes, just based on on the resume. The fact that they played UVA close um, is yeah. I don't think we've talked about it on the show, but there's there's probably probably safe to say there's a Michigan media bias out there that I believe, you know, 
exist. Are, are we getting? Are we going to say there's an officiating bias out there? Did Did any any of you guys catch the Hunter Dickinson play with about two minutes left in the game? There were a couple calls in in that game that were truly unbelievable that went against Virginia. <laughs> were they? Uh, were those Big Ten refs? I don't know who the refs were. Yeah, if they're Big Ten refs, uh, yeah, I think that. Kevin Warren, uh, after Saturday, I didn't believe this before, but after Saturday, I think Kevin Warren's got his thumb on the scale. It, that's a good question. It is the ACC Big Ten Challenge thing, right? I wonder how they do officiate and if it's home team. I, I, I honestly don't know how they select the officials. Um, but what I was going to say is they lost that game, and with the bias I think is out there, that loss could put them in the top 25 from being out of it. I wouldn't yeah. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked. Um Nothing would surprise me. Yeah, the, a couple of those calls, if you can look them up, crazy. It, it, two unbelievable calls. But anyways, rest assured, Mr. Ken Palm, statistically, our guy there, he's got them 47 in his rankings, which is a bit more, Ooh. I think, fitting Ooh. fitting based the on where, they, where they've played, nice. and how, they, how they've played this far. Now, teams who have impressed in the league, there's six teams ranked, Illinois, Indiana, Purdue, Michigan State. Maryland and the Buckeyes. The only surprise there in that group, I think, is Maryland. I guess you could label Purdue as a bit of, of a surprise as well with how good they've looked in the number five ranking they sit on. They actually just played a close one tonight um, against Florida State, who Florida State actually got wiped by Nebraska So and, and haven't really beat anyone else. I'm surprised Purdue played Florida State tight, but they did come out with, Whoa. I think, a nine-point win in Tallahassee. So it's not nothing wrong with that i was just surprised it was tight so purdue really is impressed this far legs you were saying something oh i was just going to ask you what the final of that game was because i didn't see it so it was nine point victory. i would have thought purdue would win that game by 25 it was tight and then they they um they stretched it a little bit at the end but it was a it was a really competitive game you guys will talk about maryland so i won't focus on that michigan state looks like they can play with anyone classic tom is team loaded schedule up front they played on that aircraft carrier game versus the zags who you guys mentioned earlier those teams are always tested early on our preseason scout for the spartans i think was was pretty good joey hauser's looked like awesome um and they'll be a factor in the league i think if if they're if they're healthy wisconsin has looked good they took their ship to the Bahamas at the Atlantic uh Atlantis tournament uh for their turkey tourney. Tyler Wall might be all Big Ten this year. He was dominating the game at times versus Kansas in that title game down there, a game they pretty much had won until a miracle last second shot from Kansas, which it looks like Kansas was actually out of bounds if you watch the replay from that play. Um and so Kansas kinda kinda lucked out. I guess the Badgers kinda got screwed out of a W over there over Kansas, which would be a really nice win for them for, for anyways, for anyone. But anyways, I think Wisconsin can compete with, with anyone. They've looked good. Um, but I still think in this league, they're probably, you know, number seven ish territory or sort of around seven ish, eight territory in the league where we talked about them in the preseason, uh, ranking. So, you know, it's thinking more bubble for them, but they, they look pretty good. I'd be surprised if they, um, you know, don't don't make the tournament their issue in this league. There's just too many good teams um, in front of them. Otherwise, around the league, it's been smooth sailing around um, thus far, except Nebraska, except Minnesota. They've each dropped three games early on, which doing that's not great. And I think there's a lot, you know, 
many more L's to come for, for those two teams. Northwestern, so they scored 42 points against Auburn. They shot 2 of 24 from 3, 25% from, from the field. I, I didn't see the game, but can you imagine watching that game? Boo Booey was 0 for 6 from 3 point. I feel like half the time that's the... hearing those stats. Cats are in trouble. That's the Boo Booey story, right? Though half the time that's what his games look like. He's super streaky, but um, he's the best they've got, right? Um, does Chris Collins ever get on the hot seat there? Is that possible, guys? You'd think he'd have to be after a while, right? I mean, they made the first tournament appearance, right? With Collins, I ever correct. I thought I don't. I don't think he can stay off the hot seat. The way things have been going, and how like how much money they either did put in or are putting into to Welsh Ryan or to um this is tenth season. Tenth season, they are regret like they're terrible. And their athletic pro, they're not like, you know, skimping. They, they're mon- there's money there. I don't, I don't think he's gonna stay off the hot seat. So that tournament year was seven seasons ago. Jeez. Oh my god. <laughs> that doesn't seem like seven years ago. That's that's why. I know, but since since then they've in the league they've gone tenth, fourteenth, thirteenth, twelfth, tenth. That's not. And then this year they they look bad. Been, it hasn't been the glory days for Northwestern athletics recently. It's an impossible job, I, I think. Like, if, I, I don't know who can. I, I don't know who can who can win there, but but it will be interesting to see. You know how 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 that plays out because he he's like the Scott Frost of Northwestern, right? Like, there's nobody that would have yeah. been better to to coach them, and then having that early success. But it's been a long time where they've been pretty um, bad. So okay, a look ahead. What are some of the big games on the schedule? Um, this week, Illinois gets a crack at, at Maryland. You guys will, you guys will uh, catch us up on on that one. I hope I hope there's a line out. Some other mac- marquee matchups for this week. They really most of them were played today. So you had Ohio State at, at Duke. Duke it was it was a competitive game at Cameron Indoor, but but Duke took that one. Not not surprising. OSU does look pretty good though. Um, the big one is is um, Indiana and Carolina. They're playing at Indiana. It's tied up twenty two. 22 right now um so we'll see how that we'll see how that um shakes out otherwise it's pretty quiet until sunday when michigan hosts kentucky it's at michigan you know but i'd be i'd be surprised if michigan were to win that game kentucky's number 19 and in the polls they're number four in ken palms list one of the only teams in the country i think that that has someone as good as hunter in the middle with oscar shibway who's maybe going to be national player of the year for the second time and that's fun and that's Michigan's big advantage, right, is having Hunter in the middle. And so when opponent for them has an elite big man in there that 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 can also dominate, I think that's where Michigan can, can struggle a little bit. We saw that when Kofi used to rack up Ws um, against them because typically yeah. he's going up against someone that's half his size. And, and you saw it a little bit last night with Virginia, if you watch that game where Virginia's like, okay, do I double or do I not? And when they didn't double, he just got to the rim and scored. And so he... He played really well, and if you don't have a big guy like Shibway to combat that, then then Michigan could be really good. But I think against a team like Kentucky, they could have um, issues, and that's it. So it's it, it, and by the way, it's nice to have some of these early season Big Ten matchups ahead of the holidays. I think one 
thing the conference has done recently that's actually a good idea um, is setting these games up. Do you guys agree? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I love it. Straight into the action. Yeah, it's been good. I think it gets it. It the only thing it does is it, it can deceive us a little bit, and in that I think some teams are still developing, <clears throat> and it'll reshuffle again. You know, it'll it'll reshuffle. I actually think your comment on Kentucky is good. They, they're I think they're a really good team. Watching them against Gonzaga um, in the Bellagio Sportsbook while we were in Vegas playing Gonzaga, yeah, playing Gonzaga and having money on Kentucky was a a, a tough tough roll. <laughs> but um, but I, having watched that whole game, I I think um, you know that's a team that over the course of a season I think will develop and and be a good good team. Didn't look like it, but they will be. Shibway versus Dickinson is must-see TV. I didn't know about that matchup, Doc. I'm happy you brought that up. I'm going to tune in for sure. Yeah. We'll hope that uh, Chin and Antigua conjure a little bit of that luck. <laughs> Take down the big, big dick. Although, do you want, do you, do you root for the league in a game like that? In the tournament? Not if it's Michigan. Yeah, I know. I can't. I can't root for Michigan. Yeah, I can't. Michigan's do it. a tough yeah. route, even in the tournament. Like in the tournament, I, I'd almost say certainly. But this early yeah. in the year, Michigan looks like they're going to make the tournament. I don't want. I don't want that to be a win for Michigan. They're probably. The it's exception. an interesting question, Doc, because <laughs> I you. you you kind of like want to pull for your conference, but we've built because we've been so good these last couple of years. We've built these rivalries with these teams where it's like, no, I want to like I under no circumstance do I want to see Michigan win. I, I think just, they're the I only. I think they're it. the only exception. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I'm Iowa, trying to think no, what yeah, other I, team. I think I, I don't. Me, I don't. I I dislike Iowa too. I'd like. I like to see them lose. For me, Michigan's the only exception. I and I. I don't think the exception applies during the tournament. Well done, Doc. Thanks for uh, giving us the lay of the land there, or I should say, lay of the sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep this thing moving on here. We'll <laughs> transition. You all know where we're going next. Live look into the Vegas suite. Mr. P. What do you got Let's for go me? to Vegas, baby. Let's well, the Vegas. Illini went to Vegas, and if I were to tell you they won one or two and we came home looking real impressive um, against, uh, you know, who is now a top five team, I should say a uh, top top three team. Um, I think we'd all be happy, and and I think we all were. Uh, starting Friday night against UCLA, um, I have that the spread was UCLA minus three and a half. I think leading up to game time, um, when we were all placing heavy bets, it was down to. Two and a half, two and one and a half. So, uh, and and the reason why I think is you saw a lot of Illini fans in Vegas. Um, I think the most impressive thing for Illini fans, aside from the team, was how awesome the fan base is. 
Um, even people that weren't Illini fans were commenting on how well our team travels. There was orange everywhere, um, and it wasn't Virginia. I think lags and and correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like there was about sixty percent Illini fans, probably twenty percent Virginia fans, um, another fifteen yeah. percent Baylor, and then five percent UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you put UCLA at the front. Oh, man. We had three UCLA fans in the whole arena, and they're right behind us. Oh, yeah. Those poor guys. Oh, they were not happy. Edge had the snipe of the the weekend with that picture that you took. Edge, tell me about when you were watching the game and you saw us cheering in the crowd. Yeah, 8.30 Central start. So my wife went to sleep. I had the the TV and I was just dialed in. Like I I was I was sitting <laughs> on the front. I was sitting on the front of my seat, like in a ready position, to because like it like playing FIFA back in in college or like NHL. If you lean back, you don't concentrate as much. I I was sitting like on the balls of my feet, ready for when you guys were on TV. And I knew <laughs> that you guys would be on TV because they always get the most ridiculous people. They just like. <laughs> Scan and they have like the voice in the sky, like yo, get two, get section two twenty two. I see this guy with with red hair and this guy next to him, <laughs> and like and so sure enough, like the the game goes by. I did not lose faith once, not once. I was like, I, were they're, confident they're we gonna, were gonna get yeah, they're gonna get on TV. And I'm gonna get them when they do, and and sure enough, like you get you first. I saw Joe, and then I saw him holding you, and then. I rewound it back and, and got they, they had a perfect shot of the full cast. So if that picture's not I am sure that's been out on social media, but if it's not we definitely should get it out because that is that's the Javaman in essence. Oh in I'm essence. gonna try to it was a, I'm gonna try to make Yeah, it <laughs> was ahead, it dude, was Javaman to a T. Oh that 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 was so fun. Um such a great night for Illini fandom, and we'll talk about the game in a second, but I th- I think what was really fun was walking out after the Illini won. Oh, yeah. And walking through the atrium of the T-Mobile Center, it was just full of Illini fans, and, and I haven't felt... I've been to a lot of really cool games. I haven't felt an atmosphere quite like that. I mean, it, it was it was as if we just won the title. That's how excited people were. Um, and rightfully so UCLA was a great team and, and, you know, now going into the game, um, UCLA was, was, they played a tough first half. I mean, that was, it it was not looking pretty in that first half. They were playing really good defense. Uh, Tiger was just draining everything and it didn't look like we had an answer. Um, until, until again, tip of the cap to the bench sincere Harris off the bench just yeah. a spark plug we put the press on what do we have like three turnover three turnovers in a row that was wild. and and was we were awesome. right that, back that in the game oh that was that was it <laughs> and we were right back in the game and that might have been at when you sniped us because I swear that's when lags was up in the air and <laughs> and that's that's the uh that's the image of the Java men of the tournament was lags up in Joe's hands and 
<laughs> Very sad UCLA fans. Everyone was lifting me up. Yeah. Dude, there, so I don't know if you guys saw in that picture. No, you did because I think Jamie zoomed in and sent it. Was the the UCLA fan behind us. Oh, yeah. This guy is perfect. disgusted. Just so pissed off. Was, so, so I'm looking at the picture right now. Perenny's on the left. Next to Perenny, there's a UCLA fan. No, he was behind us. He was behind us. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that guy was... <laughs> So, that guy's looking through you. He he watching. he. It seemed like he was standing oh. right next to me, but he was actually like two rows behind yeah. us. He was that a guy, he was yeah. he was the row behind us, and he had his kids. Oh no! And the kid, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. he yeah. just yeah, let his kids did. talk yeah. talk smack to us because it's yeah. like, oh they yeah, they're great. UCLA they fans, so like they were just talking the whole game, and obviously we're not going to talk smack to kids. So when the Illini started doing well, rather than talk smack, we just started going absolutely nuts. <laughs> Mr. And Mr. P, the, the easy smile that you have on your face, you, like you've been there before and you've seen it. That was not the first time Lags was in Joe's arms. You, you're looking at him like, oh God, I just can't get enough of this. And the UCLA fan looks like he's spotting yeah, he's, the next he's like, what, what, what are these assholes doing in front of me right now? So, Etch, I'm going to rank that game in the, the sporting events that I've been to. I, I think I'm going to rank that. Man, I, I'm trying to think of, like P said, when we, when we walked out of that game after they won, which is ridiculous. It's like the first game of a four-team tournament in Vegas for like a meaningless a meaningless tournament. It was it was honestly like we won the Super Bowl. It was <laughs> wild. Like we won the national championship. Like that's how pumped up the line. I mean, it was just the environment too, you know, it was electric. I think it was as a top three experience like a top three sporting event in my life. That's how like insane it was. Well, it was that much fun. Illini wow. or like top three of all Bears, White Sox. Uh, of everything. Wow. That is saying something with how many games you go to too. I so it w- it was funny too cuz while that was while that game was going on and while the weekend was happening on social media and on the broadcast they kept people kept mentioning the crowd and they kept mentioning Illinois fan base and i was just thinking back to like when we would go to those united center games with UIC back in like yeah. 2010 2011 2012 and you know, in Oregon, I think was one of one of those games. Um, we would start at your condo yeah. beforehand, right, Legs? Yeah. And those that atmosphere was just kind of like dead. Yeah, it, it was, was like, a- oh, it's 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 sweet that Illini are playing Chicago. It's like we're hanging. It was like an event to see your friends from college. Yeah. You know, and 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 another thing that jumped out about the Vegas game was that they had the curtains over the top, the the three hundred yeah. level, right? And I, I get why they do that, um, but at the same time, like, do you do you were there empty seats in the lower bowls or like do you... yeah there there so it was it it was not at capacity okay not even close okay. but it was what Perenny was saying what P was saying with like the split of fans. It might have been exaggerated a little bit with with like UCLA five percent, but I don't think the sixty percent Illini fans was exaggerated. It was loud it was like, on TV, dude. It was very clear that Illini were easily the most represented team. Which what does that say about the fans of the Illini? Which you had they're ready. Virginia who won it three years ago. You had Baylor who won it two years ago, and then. 
UCLA, who's just a perennial powerhouse. And you got the Illini, who've been relevant for the last three years, and they are the most represented team by their fans at a tournament out of those four. I mean, that's crazy. What? Which And LA's, uh, we were joking about this with the fans. LA fans, yeah. With the, the UCLA fan behind us. We were saying, where the hell are all your, you're, you guys are a four-hour drive away, and <laughs> literally no one's here. I mean, we went a little easy on him because he was with his two little kids. I was pounding the little the little kids. They were good sports about it. It was fun. Well, but yeah, with all the Illini fans, like Illinois has been just wandering out in the desert, and Illinois and Underwood's just bringing everybody home. He's like Moses. I one other thing that kind of stood out um, to me, like thinking about favorite sporting events, especially Illini, is uh, and I it. This is, you know, primarily Illinois basketball. Illinois football broke our heart. But we used to go to, um, during college, 06 to 2010, we used to go to the Mizzou-Illinois football game at the beginning of every year. Oh, they should bring that game back. Such a good game. The best. The best at the Edward Jones Dome or whatever it's called now. Um, Yeah. And that atmosphere, like the tailgate and the rivalry between Mizzou and Illinois, it definitely is still there in basketball. I think Jesse talked about that on – Jazz talked about that on one of the podcasts. Um, but those football games were awesome atmospheres. And and I've seen Perenni do an, an air horn to Mizzou fans at, <laughs> at tailgates. And, and like how fun and the time of our lives that those games were in to hear you guys talk about that basketball game as being a top three in your life. Unbelievable. It was, yeah, it was awesome. It, it was. I mean, it, it, there's something to be said, too, about, like, flying to Vegas Friday morning. Like, you land in Vegas. It, you know the Vegas, the feeling you walk off the plane in the Vegas air, airport, and you're just like, oh, my God. I am just ready to have the weekend of my life. Line-eye fans everywhere. And just the setup for that game, it, it was just couldn't be more perfect. So we stayed at the Aria, which is – literally right next to the park mgm which is right next to the stadium it's like a 10 minute walk it's 65 degrees and sunny outside everything is just absolutely perfect you're drinking before the game you're getting fired up everyone you see you know you're just walking through the casinos (laughs) i-l-l-i-n-i just going nuts and then at the game i mean i could have lived without the 27 dollar rum and cokes which is (laughs) oh wow (laughs) not not an exaggeration it's 27 dollars for a double rum and cokes oh my god we had to you know as a java man you have to dabble a little bit Yeah, pirates gotta be a pirate (laughs) you gotta you gotta pirate a little bit but it was just uh, like i said edge top three man it was it was awesome and then sunday unfortunately we couldn't get the job done i think you know, it was it was a little hard for the Illini fans to get up for that game after all the partying in Vegas. The boys went for some IVs to, ho- to hope it would help for uh, the game Sunday, but the boys couldn't get it done. But <laughs> I think I think we were all satisfied. You know, we we saw what we needed to see. This team's going to be good, and and we were happy about it. So they're good. Is there a lineup for Maryland yet, or no? I you know unfortunately P we lost Mr. P I think he's I think he's out for the night. <laughs> he's <laughs> having some technology issues. He's t- he's yeah. done. He he sent me a text. He said move on without us. 
<laughs> so I don't know. I was gonna struggle. I was gonna tonight. jump in real quick. Man, yeah, man overboard. <laughs> we're gonna do a Maryland preview though. We're we're setting our sails east. And gentlemen, before we get into the preview here, because I, I I did a little research on Maryland. I, I want to get your guys' initial thoughts of how you guys think we're gonna do Friday night. Just predictions. Yeah, I will. T- I'll just say the in our preseason you know league power rankings we had Maryland as as a bubble team what we said is that really liked the hire in Kevin Willard right he's had a lot of success the buzz coming out of college station before the season was was pretty positive he's um you know cuz Kevin Willard he what we the, the analogy we gave is he's not John Gross coming out of the MAC when 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 John Gross came to the Illinois this guy rebuilt Seton Hall into what Seton Hall's become, which is a perennial tournament team. Six of the last seven NCAA tournaments is what he brought them to. I think that type of success in that league they play in translates to the Big Ten. He's a younger guy. He can obviously um, recruit. He can obviously coach. Um, Mark Turgeon, I don't think, was a bad coach at at Maryland, but he probably – and honestly, he probably shouldn't have gotten fired. Like, he wasn't doing bad enough, I don't think, to get fired. It's just you have expectations at College Park that um, – are high um in his voice turgeons probably did get stale in in that locker room they needed a new one a proven one um and i think they got they got someone good and in willard um i think it bodes well for their their program they're probably having more success it's early but they're having more success i would have than i would have thought that that they would have but it's also not surprising just looking at what willard's done in um in the past i think you knew what they had to clean up from last year which they couldn't defensive rebound like their their issues were obvious but when you look at their roster which you might talk about Reese last year as a freshman was really impressive this year he'll probably take a step forward really talented player and then Dante Scott is an all-league player who's back for I don't know if he's a senior or a junior but he's been around the league for a while and he's been he's been really good and then just looking at the length they have in their lineup um, it's an interesting matchup with Illinois who's got a similarly sized um, team, I, I, you know, but I think Maryland's, you know, they'll certainly be in the discussion for the tournament, and it'll be interesting to see if Willard can bring them right back instead of having to go through like a uh, transition period. But they've got to be liking um, that higher at this point. Yeah, and hand up, I don't know anything about them, and that that's really interesting um, because Seton Hall has stood out the last like three to four years uh, to me. I always like Seton Hall going back to like the early 2000s. But one one thing I will say, though, and it has nothing to do with Maryland, is one thing that I, I thought during the Syracuse game, and I've thought this throughout UCLA, Virginia, Illinois has so many different ways to beat you. That That's why this team is so good. They run 10 deep. Um, they play big. They play small. Their freshmen aren't cowering in front of bright lights. Um, so, so whatever Maryland does, or whoever they have, or whoever their coach is, Illinois will be able to adapt to whoever they play. Hopefully, you know they make adjustments like that. But um, that's one of the things that stood out was that they just Illinois has so many different ways of playing basketball. They can Where's the game? It's, it's in Maryland. Yeah, it, that you talk about the depth, Etch. I, yeah, they've got nine guys that feel like they can really play. What we haven't seen yet 
when you get into Big Ten, you this it's where it becomes uh comes to the forefront is foul trouble. Which, you know, in the past few years, if Kofi got fouls, it just totally changed the makeup of of a game. I, we haven't seen this team this year get into a foul trouble situation that I can remember, so I don't even know what it looks like. But they're better positioned, I think, to handle that. It's just, you know, who on this team gets into foul trouble and then you're like, oh, well, we're kind of screwed. I don't I don't think there's one player like that where, like, oh, if he's out, we're screwed. Um, do you agree with that? I, I agree with that. I think, I think the one – player it, it, I think Coleman Hawkins is going to be that guy because I think if, if he if he does what he can do and he's playing this sort of like point center facilitator like jack of all trades that that's irreplaceable like I don't know and, and it's probably him you're right it's it's probably him but but I also think there's going to be times maybe not this year but maybe next year where they like Ty Rogers could even play the five they they just have so many so many different ways of playing basketball which is why they're so fun to watch yeah and if it, let's say Shannon or Coleman goes out for a few minutes i don't think it fundamentally changes like the makeup of the team because they've got that depth off the bench which is they have good replacements for whoever's going to get into foul trouble where if when you had Kofi and he came out, like nobody can come in and replicate that. And so you just right. were playing with a completely different team at that point if Kofi got in foul trouble and it's like, Oh shoot. But that, that like seismic shift, somebody comes out of the game now is, is gone, which is nice. Right. Uh, so I think that's good for going up against a team like Maryland. It's, I mean, it's going to be a close game. They always are tough at home. So Maryland it's one of the teams in the Big Ten where I don't think Brad Underwood has mastered yet. So going back two years ago, this was Io's junior year, if you guys remember. We actually hosted Maryland. We were at home at the time. It was an early game in the year, and we ended up losing at home by three points, which... It was probably one of the most disappointing losses in the Big Ten because Maryland wasn't that good that year. But if you guys recall, and Spinney, you mentioned him, Dante. Dante Scott. I uh, think he's their Dante best player. Dante Scott dominated us that game. And he he got the win for Maryland last year, if you guys recall. So we, we played Maryland twice, and we got the split with Maryland. We went on the road, and that was I think Kofi was Kofi was injured for the game in Maryland, where in College Park. I, I forget did Kofi have a concussion or he got I I don't know if he got hit in the head or what it was, but we we ended up losing on the road without Kofi. We actually got blown out. They they blew the doors off of us, and then they came to us later in the season, and we ended up beating them. So the last three matchups were one and two against Maryland, which. You know, for where the programs are at, you want to be better than one and two. What makes me nervous about going to Maryland on Friday is if you look at the four of the five guys that have the most minutes on Maryland, this they're all year, like six seven or six eight. Yeah, that they're exactly, all long. and they're all seniors. Ah, uh, so there's it's a very experienced team. So I think. And they have, I think only one of those is transfers. So not only are they experienced, but they know how to play together, which 
early in the season in College Park is a bad recipe for a team like the Illini that we're experienced too because we got a lot of really good transfers, but we haven't played a lot of games together. All right, we got a guess. So, we got a guess a line then. Yeah, I, I, I so to the yeah, I, I was trying to while P's been <laughs> P's out now. Oh, and by the I, way, I hold actually, on. Hold on, I got some feedback on the first episode when we were we were guessing the Mich- Michigan football game, Illinois at Michigan. Yeah, and people were there was just laughter in terms of some of the spreads <laughs> we were throwing out there. I think sh- maybe Shady Joe ended up at like six and a half, or something like that. And I was getting some. He started like yeah, he started like four or something. Didn't he? <laughs> so I was taking some crossfire on the side, and he was right. What did they lose by? Two. Yeah. Well, two. we should have won two that in, game. in 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 in. We I don't want to talk about that game honestly, but um, <laughs> but hey, these line the when you put these lines out there, they're out there. So what yeah. do you got? No, no surprise to me. I I actually kind of like this more than having the line out. I like guessing what the line is going to be. I I think a line a minus two and a half. That's my line. I'm gonna say Maryland minus either pick them or Maryland Maryland minus a half. I'll take pick them. That's me. What do you about you, Etch? Yeah, I I think coming off last night, coming off Vegas, I think Illinois is going to be favored. But between that, I'll go. I'll go. It's not going to be one and a half, but I'll go between that. Maryland hasn't beaten anyone good yet. I will say yeah. that, but they've shellacked everybody. You look at the higher level competition they've played. So they smacked SLU. I don't know how SLU is this year. To be fair, they nailed. Miami, Florida, who just beat Ruskers. I think Miami, Florida's competitive. They nailed Louisville, which Louisville I don't think has won a game yet, which is nuts. But they're they're yeah, just killing that, every they're killing everyone. Nuts. I just they haven't had I a just, close game yet. I just need to point out that SLU has a castaway. Ooh. <laughs> Javon Pickett's putting up eleven. What is it? His sixth year? Yeah, eleven points and point uh, seven boards a game for the Billikens. Wow! Every time I think of Slu, that's like how I feel about DePaul. That's how Joe has to feel about. Slew. <laughs> <laughs> but so, look, Maryland is just nailing everybody. They, they, Dude, that talk about a tough. First haven't had game a close game yet. Then. That's gonna be awesome. That's great. It's, you guys got me pumped for that game even more. When is that game? Is it Friday? Friday night, I think. Right? Friday night. Hopefully, a late start. Yeah. <laughs> For the wag's sake, let's hope let's hope that's a post eight PM start. It's a six thirty start was challenging. Eight PM Oh perfect. Eight PM's right in the that's sweet perfect. spot. Yeah. The six thirty spot last night. I had to break the news to, to Mish that <laughs> it might be a solo bedtime for So wait, we so I'm there. I'm pick 'em lags is minus, I'm minus two, two and, and a half, half Illinois and at your I don't think you nailed He's in it between. down. Uh, one and a half. One and one a half. half. Minus one and a half Illinois. Okay. Yeah. I like those. I think that's, this is some good crowdsourcing right now. I, we might as well just be the Illini handicappers. You know, we need Joe here so he could say minus eight Illini. What, what if it, the line a little bit. What if it ends up being that Maryland's favored by like three or four? You think that could happen? I, it's, I, it's I could see him being favored by three. Yeah. Maryland's good, man. They, yeah. They're, when I was so I, the, Edge, I was like you. They're that experienced. That's a good point, Lex. Yeah, I mean, we we, we divvied up the segments, right? So I was like, all right, I got to do some research on Maryland because it's 
Maryland's like the team in the Big Ten. It's not like Iowa or like Wisconsin or Michigan State. You know, like I feel like I don't have to. I, I know those teams. I don't have to research them. But Maryland's like, oh shit, Maryland's like the team that was added to the Big Ten. I don't know much about them. And then I was looking into it. I'm like, oh man, this team. It kind of feels like the Illini from last year, where we were all senior. We we, which is wild to think about. I mean, we have no. Do we have any returning starters from last year? And I mean, is Brad the man or what to ha- have this team ranked where we are and have no well, returning just, starters? Maryland, has, they haven't really turned out a bad team in a while. They've always just been kind no. of on that bubble. They haven't had bad teams. And so when they fired Turgeon, it was like, uh, okay, I get why you fired him, but he wasn't doing a terrible job. So the, they had yeah. a good team in there. I think the coach now, they're probably extra energy from, from that, but they have players. It's not like it's a turnaround situation. Yeah, I, they're gonna be they're gonna be really good in the Big Ten, I think. So we'll see what happens. It'll be a fun game to watch. I don't I don't think I'll be that disappointed with a loss, but I expect us to win. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, if if they lose, yeah. I, honestly, who cares? It'd be a nice yeah. it'd be a nice win to have, but yeah, you know, you go back to all that matters is you have a decent season in the league and then win a cup, win some games in the tournament. Legs yeah. and that that mindset should is probably probably going to be the mindset for every single game this year yeah yeah for sure it's gonna be a fun year boys it's gonna be a fun year all right so we got the Illini Terps Friday evening and we've got Hunter Big Dick Oscar Sheboy Sunday (laughs) it's a good slate I you gotta yeah I, I am happy you brought that up I did not know about that game I will be tuning in no doubt it's gonna be a fun Sunday and then how about the turnaround from Friday night in College Park to Tuesday night in Manhattan Illinois Texas oh man we didn't even talk about that on the oh no I only went through Sunday I might look ahead what do we have Tuesday night 6 p.m. Central Illinois Texas New York in City New York City at the Garden at the garden. Oh. Let's just say whoever is on the pod next week, there's going to be a lot to talk about. Is that the coaches versus cancer thing? I think, I think, I think that sounds right. What? I, I love this. I mean, the schedule that we have is awesome. I mean, there there is, Doc, you were talking about it. Talk about it, how many good games there are. Because Texas, Texas is good. That'll be a great game. Oh, my God. Friday. Yeah. Oh. All right. Not good for the Wags. Indiana looking good. That. Indiana not, looking good, by good, the way. Not good no for the Wags. No football game this weekend, though. First time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well done tonight, gentlemen. It was a great show. We Unfortunately, we lost P about 20 minutes ago. He had some computer issues. But I will be, you know, I'd be remiss to say, I'd be remiss if I didn't say anything about Illini football in the year that we had. Awesome year. We the 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 uh all Big Ten teams came out. I think we had about eight on offense and ten on defense. It, it was just phenomenal for the year we had. I you know, I talked about it a little earlier. I think there was a little meat left on the bone, but I'll I'm going to blame the officials a little bit for it. I, I'm a little biased, but you know, there was a couple there's the Illini were about three calls away from being a one-loss team this year, and that's it's it is what it is. It's well, three it's well, three sad. undeniably horrible calls. Yeah, I think cue, you know cue cue the laughter from anyone who's not an Illinois fan. I understand that, but it's three yeah 
horrific calls that separate eight and four from 11 and one. So they, they got gypped. I'm glad Bert, you know, got pushed over the edge and started, um, trolling on Twitter and, and, um, you know, showing his yeah. displeasure I- with the officiating. I think it's honest. I'd like that. Cause it's, it, you should, you should mention it, but, um, they, they got gypped, but, um, really good team. Yeah. It's good point, Doc, because it's like I, I don't want to come off as a whiner, but like those were is it was such game changing calls. It was crazy, like that that won't happen for a while. How like important for for the head for the head coach change. to do that and and you know reputation wise, Bielema has his warts, right? But being a whiner is not one of them. Like I, I he doesn't get riled up and, and whine like that in the media for no reason. So when he finally was started talking about it, I was like, that's awesome. Cause that means yeah, it, that, that means it truly is ridiculous. Cause he's not yeah. a, a, a ref whiner. That, that said a lot for sure. Um, that Bielema talked about it after the game. And then he also tweeted about it. Like when, um, I, I should have the tweet up, but he, he sent a tweet up where he, he mentioned, you know, he would love to see Purdue and Michigan on a neutral field and officials. <laughs> yeah, he called out the officials which, which, for both of those games, which is great. Yeah, I, I don't look this this year was I I felt like was playing with house money. I mean, yeah. how awesome was that seven and one start? But the thing that makes it especially tough to accept is that this won't this won't happen again for like in terms of the yeah. Big Ten structure. Um, it it could happen again next year, but this was like lightning in a bottle. It just turns out we were kind of, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't have the team that it looked like we, we had. I don't agree with that though. Well, well, I mean like to lose knew- three out of, to lose three out of four, to lose three in a row though, even, even though they like they they were not competitive Michigan State. I I mean they were competitive but like that game I just that injury do, in the secondary against Michigan State. I that was their only real dud of the season was Michigan State to to be fair. But yeah. that injury what, they had in the secondary that game, that really burned them in that game. But that's the only game you can look at on the schedule and be like they lost that game. They played terrible. They should have lost. Did they play bad against Purdue? They played bad against Purdue, but minus a bad call, they win that game. So it's like uh yeah, I I I don't think so. I think the Purdue game, their lines got dominated, like straight up dominated, and that that didn't really hit. And I'm shocked that didn't happen against Michigan. Against Purdue, for some reason, their lines got dominated. And look, I I don't think, you know, I I I think that this this team was not a ten and one, eleven and one, ten and two team. I, they they have the all Big Ten players, but um, I think they ended up probably with the record like you that you would have thought they would have if everything went reasonably well. And they were thin, so like when the injuries did hit, they hit. Really got hard. nailed. Yeah, yeah. I I think that was the biggest thing. They they didn't have the depth. But with all those things said, Etch, we were on the road against the number two ranked team in the country right now, and. I, Who just I'm sorry, smoked but Ohio we dominated State. that game. We 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 actually controlled that game. We controlled the game, which is crazy. That says how much does that say about Bielema 
and our coaching. I mean, what he was able to do. The most, the most encouraging thing from this season was that Bielema's style came through. That their their O line and their D line, yeah, dominated almost every game. I mean, that to me, that's the most encouraging thing about this season. Going. Yeah. Well, boys, I'm glad we got some football talk in. Edge, awesome job tonight, man. Thanks for thanks for getting your first appearance and first of many. How how did how was it tonight for you? Yeah, it was awesome. It, it's first of all, it's an honor to be part of the Javaman crew. It's a bigger <laughs> honor to you know talk about it with you guys on on the microphones, and it was good to see you guys too. Well, last thing before we end it for the night, congratulations to the the Doc Spinney family on uh-huh. the newest edition, the newest Java men. Doc, I gotta say, strong name, my friend, strong name. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, family. No, baby, Nikki's doing uh, doing well. So thanks. Awesome. Well, thanks, boys. It was it was a blast tonight, and thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you next week. See ya. See you guys. Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.